0: Hello and welcome to the Jumbo Package NFL Podcast. I'm Sonny Giuliano, and I'm being joined, as always, by my trusty co-host, Paul Clark. Paulie, how's it going, buddy? Oh, doing fantastic. How about yourself? I'm doing good, man. I'm doing good. It's, uh, it's, well, it, my, my... Personally, for you know the context of football, my team isn't doing that well. But personally, me not worrying about the Chicago Bears, I'm I'm doing good. I spent the weekend in Tampa with uh, my good friend Weston Hunter, and we we got to you know live like we were living in college. A lot of sitting around, drinking beers, have a couple cigars. Uh, life was good. Nothing wrong with that. No. Um, and you're doing fantastic because last week you were four for four in the football department. Your Oakland Raiders got a win over my Chicago Bears. Congratulations!
1: They did. Um,
0: your Florida Gators got a big top ten matchup win over the Auburn Tigers in the Swamp.
1: Yep, they were so disrespected last week.
0: You, so you dis- called it. You called it. You said they shouldn't. They shouldn't have been a home underdog. Um. The Batavia-Notre Dame Fighting Irish remained undefeated with a 51-6 to victory. Well done. Thank you very much. And to cap it all off, you won our weekly picks competition for the second straight week. You're on a heater right now. You should Man. hit the casino.
1: Grand salami I hit last week.
0: <laughs> you should head down to the casino and play the slot machines, that, you know, get on the one that... Do they still have the Titanic one there?
1: I'm uh, not real sure if they do or not.
0: I remember they had the Titanic one, they had the Hangover one. Maybe yeah, I'm remembering the...
1: Yeah, they don't have them no more. That's a bummer. Well, either way, I mean,
0: even if it's a couple scratch-offs, things are going yeah. well.
1: Things are going well. I mean, you know, it started off Friday night. You know, we went down and got, got a pretty, a fairly easy victory. Um, Saturday was, you know, Florida, I thought, played really good. Um, you know, their defense really showed up in that game and then Sunday, I mean, not to, you know, you know, talk uh, talk about bad things for you, but you know, I was I was impressed with the Raiders, man. I, I thought No, we we can know, we can talk about
0: it. I, I know that you're not gonna be rubbing salt in the wounds. So No, we can well, talk I mean, your your team deserves a lot of credit. Well I'll I'll say I mean, that. They uh
1: this, this is what I'll say. I mean, you know, Let's face it. Ever since the Raiders made the trade on Khalil Mack, they've been catching a lot of flack. Which you know, Khalil Mack's a great player, but let's look. Let's look at you know, last Sunday. I mean, let let's look at the Raiders' offensive line. I mean, Khalil Mack and their and,
0: defensive line. Yeah. Both of the lines dominated the game, and you know that is that's the one thing that I didn't foresee. That that's kind of especially the Bears' defensive line. That has been the big edge that they have had in every game. We were a week removed from seeing them completely dominate Minnesota in that one singular aspect of the game. Um, The Bears' offensive line has been kind of up and down all year, which, you know, going into the year, that was supposedly a strength of our team. But then this game against Oakland, you guys really – we're clear-cut the better team in both of those areas. I was very impressed with your Raiders.
1: You know, you know, I I think what people forget is the Raiders. You know, made a big signing in the off-season, and his name was Trent Brown. I mean, yeah. he, he's a mammoth of a man, and you know he he he's he's one of if, if not the best right tackle in football. I mean. um they got Colton Miller on the other side, second year out of UCLA. He he did a lot in the offseason to improve. And, uh, you know, when, however you feel about the guy, Richie and Tognito could play football. So, I mean, you know, they got Rodney Hudson at center. Their, their offensive line's really good. When they get Gabe Jackson back, it's going to be one of the best in the league. And, uh, you know, like you said, their defensive line played a really good game, too. And, uh, you know, I, I was happy. I, I thought, I thought the way that game went, you know, we kind of talked about it after it was a weird game. Um, yeah. You know, the Raiders pretty much dominated the first half, and then, you know, they had a little miscommunication to start the second half where Carr called an audible, and Josh Jacobs didn't get it, and the Bears kind of took advantage of that, and they went on a run and took the lead. And then, you know, for it the Raiders,
0: had... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Finish
1: up. <laughs> You know, for the Raiders to have a 97-yard touchdown drive to win that game against that defense is is impressive. You know, I was It really is. And and what people don't realize is, you know, they got Josh Jacobs in that trade. And however you feel about the Raiders or however you feel about whatever you think about Josh Jacobs, if you don't think that guy is going to be a, a stud, if you don't think he is already, then there's something wrong with you.
0: Yeah, you know, it had all the makings of a a classic sort of Bears win there for a little bit where the offense just was abysmal for for the first two quarters of the game. And then, you know, they make a couple plays and they force a couple turnovers, and then they have the 21-17 lead. And it, it was just one of those very weird Bears games. But then, you know, as you said, credit to your Raiders, the 97-yard drive to, to seal it. Um with that said let's uh let's let's get into things for the week. Let's start with the top six where there may be a little bit of movement at least there was with my list um yeah. hold on you there, yeah. My headphones were being screwy. I'll try to remember to edit this out of the podcast, but I probably won't. Um, so number one, no, no movement at the top, at least for me. The New England Patriots stay number one with a uh, – it, it was a sluggish start for them against Washington, but they, they ended up waking up and got a 26-point win. Uh, no noah yeah. there. Number two, this is where we could see some movement. All year long, we both had Kansas City in the spot. Um, Who do you have at number two now? Did you keep the Chiefs there after a Sunday night football loss to Indy, or did you move someone up?
1: I moved someone up. Okay, who do you got? San Francisco 49ers. Wow, you're all in. Okay, this is good. So
0: you didn't have San Francisco in your top... Your top six last week. Where where did you have them when we did the power rankings?
1: Jeez, uh, I think I uh, I don't even remember off the top of my head. Maybe like eleven or the ten. I I don't really know off the top of my head, but um, I gotta tell you I mean Cleveland wasn't good last night, but that that defense and offensive line of the Forty ers and Kyle Shanahan really impressed me last night.
0: Yeah, they look good, and you know. in in fairness, there are two undefeated teams remaining. One is New England. One is San Francisco. So, yeah, I, I guess it's justified to have them number two. I did not have them number two. Um, I had the Green Bay Packers number two. I brought them, I them had, in. At number three.
1: What's that? I brought them in at number three.
0: I've been a little bit higher on the Packers all year than you, and. You know, it was just one of those things where I felt really good about their defense coming into the season. And it remains the the unit that's kind of carried them. And, you know, this last game against Dallas was interesting because the offense got clicking a little bit, but it wasn't Aaron Rodgers who had it going. It was Aaron Jones. I just really think that this is a Packers team that, all of a sudden has a bunch of ways to beat you. And, you know, we talked about this with New Orleans.
1: What's that? Without Devontae
0: Adams last week, too. Right. That's what I'm saying. You know, we talked about this with New Orleans last week. There was a long period of time with the Saints where you could always rely on that offense to put up points and produce. But the defense kind of held them back. And all of a sudden... Now it kind of seems like there's this shift in New Orleans and maybe something similar going on in green Bay where, you know, we, we saw them win that week one game at Chicago scoring only 10 points. They had one drive that was largely a, a 50 yard bomb and, you know, two plays later they get in the end zone and that was it. That was all they could produce offensively. Um, I, I just, you know, four-in-one record, their only loss is to Philadelphia, who I also have in my top six. I just would feel more comfortable picking them out of the NFC at this point right now than I think any other team. And that's why I had them number two. So you had them number three. My number three team, I dropped Kansas City down one spot. I have them number three after a loss on Sunday Night Football. Where do you have Kansas City? Are they in your top six, though?
1: Did the Chiefs' glaring weaknesses really show their ugly head Sunday night, though? I mean, really showed their ugly head the other night. I I thought the Colts came in with a great game plan, um, really dominated the line of scrimmage both sides. And did you kind of see, like, what happens when the Chiefs can't throw the long ball, like they have no running game? And, and Pat Mahomes is limping around, and, and there's no Tyree Till or Sammy Watkins, and you're like, man, this... it, it didn't look good for the Chiefs the other night. I mean, the next two games in a row, Mahomes has kind of looked not like Mahomes. Yeah. Uh, I no, mean, I mean. We're going to get Watkins and Hill back, and I'm sure that offense will look a lot better. And I still think they're the second-best team in the AFC, but. It just kind of opened up the distance for me between them and New England the other night. I mean, it just showed. You know, I think Belichick was watching that game, going, "Yep, that's exactly what I wanted to see right there."
0: Yeah, you know, there there's definitely a formula to to stop this team, and whether it works or not, that that kind of remains to be seen. Obviously, it worked with. Indianapolis last week we we saw for a good portion of that AFC championship game New England held them in check there have been teams that have successfully been able to limit big plays and to play man coverage and get a little bit of pressure on Pat Mahomes and yeah that's the formula for sure if you make the game ugly And you control the time of possession, which Indy did an unbelievable job with. Not only was the defense awesome, but just controlling the possession of that game, I I think it was 37 minutes to 23 minutes, the time of possession edge. They ran the ball 45 times for 180 yards. Like, that's the formula. We know that's the formula. The, The question is... You know, could it? Are, will there just be games where it doesn't matter if you win the time of possession battle? It all it take, All it might take is just one big play, and Kansas City could be right back in the game. They could have the lead. And you know, I I agree with you. I think that there is a distance between them and New England for a long time. I I, I think heading into the season, the first couple of weeks, it it may have felt like it was one A one B. I don't think that's the case anymore, and I think it's probably obvious to a lot of people, not only because of what happened with Kansas City, but just how good New England looks on both sides of the ball. Um, But I I don't want to panic and and push them back too far. Um, Like you said, I I think that they're still clearly the second-best team in the AFC, but you know, credit to Indianapolis for playing a hell of a game on Sunday Night Football.
1: Yeah, great game plan, executed it perfectly, and Definitely a big big win for the Colts.
0: So where did you say you had the Chiefs?
1: I had the Chiefs fourth.
0: Okay. Um, I had the New Orleans Saints at number four. You know I had the it, five. Okay. So really the 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 team that threw a wrench in all this for us is San Francisco. You were just a little bit higher on them than I was. Um so New Orleans, you know. That was probably the best game that Bridgewater has played as the Saints starting quarterback. He he looked really good. That offense was finally clicking. And that was a Bucs defense that was getting a little bit of respect around the league, you know. They were Shaq Barrett came into that game leading the NFL in sacks. They they were playing pretty well. And New Orleans kind of controlled it. They're coming up on an interesting stretch of games where they go to Jacksonville, and I kind of thought they'd be favored on the road in this game this week. And then after that, they get Chicago, in Chicago, after the Bears come off a bye. I don't know what the plan is for Drew Brees when he'll likely be back, but, you know, it's definitely possible that they could win these next three games heading into their bye week and kind of just maybe let Breeze come back week 10 off the bye home against Atlanta. That seems like the logical spot for him. And if they're sitting at 7-1 and one or 6-2 and two at that point,
1: they're in really good shape. <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, they, the Saints are playing good football. That defense looks great. Uh, let's talk about Marshawn Lattimore, Mike Evans, and all catches last week. He's mm-hmm. damn coach. He's he's playing really good. Yeah, yeah.
0: That that's what I mean. We we touched on it last week when we did the power pull. We knew that this defense was was going to have to step up when Breeze went down, and and you know, they have they've lived up to it so far. You know, that that game against Seattle, week three, that first one without Breeze, that ended up 33-27, but that was a really good defensive performance for a lot of that game. There was a lot of garbage time production from Seattle in that game. They held Dallas to 10 points on Monday on Sunday night football. And then, you know, Tampa Bay, that game was 31-17 until late. The Bucs got a garbage time touchdown, but, you know, They've been playing really, really good. I'm impressed. You and I were both low on the Saints coming into the year. Um, you didn't even pick them to win the division. What was, to, what was your reason? Drew Brees. Right. All right. So you had them five. I had Philadelphia five. Um I, I think I've just learned to be perhaps irrationally high on Philadelphia. They're three and two. They, they got a big win over Green Bay a couple of weeks ago on Thursday Night Football. They took care of business against the Jets last week. Um, they, they just still seem dangerous to me, and I, I stand by what I said at the beginning of the year. I think if they can get healthy, they arguably have the most talent in the league. Uh Okay, last spot, number six. Who did you have?
1: Philadelphia.
0: All right. For my number six, I have a three-way tie between Seattle, San Francisco, and L.A. They the have NFC a little West. bit of a... Yeah, the NFC West. It's a little bit of a cop-out yeah. answer, yeah. but... I I need to sort through my feelings. I, I still don't know who I favor in this division. I really don't. And I, I think that we'll find out a lot about all three of these teams this week. Seattle with an interesting road test at a likely very desperate Cleveland Browns team. And then the Rams host San Francisco, which is the 49ers' first real test of the year. Um. So with that said, I want to briefly hold off on the weekly worst in the shitty teams club, and I want to get into the games. Does that sound good for you? Yeah,
1: yeah let's talk. Let's talk about some games here. Let's let's get going.
0: All right. Thursday night football. The two and three New York Giants visit the five and zero New England Patriots. New England is favored by sixteen and a half points. That felt low. It's amazing that they're just a double-digit favorite every week, at least two touchdowns, and every week it feels low. Every week I don't even really have to contemplate whether I'm going to pick them. Um, I like New England.
1: Yeah, I I don't think we need to get into reasons why. Uh, I'm just taking New England. Yeah. Um, All right, so
0: moving on to Sunday. The zero and five Washington Redskins visiting the zero and four Miami Dolphins.
1: I heard the losers playing eight man football next year.
0: <laughs> <laughs> eight man? I didn't. I didn't hear that. I heard that they were going down to Division One college. <laughs> um, okay, so so the Redskins are a three and a half point favorite, and and this is why I wanted to hold off on the weekly worst and the shitty teams club. Uh, so, I don't want to waste a ton of time on the... I don't want to waste any time on the X's and O's of this game. No. Um, but I, I can't stress this enough. It seems crazy to me that an and 5 team who just replaced their shitty head coach with another shitty head coach who hasn't been a head coach since 2003 is favored on the road against anybody. I know that the Dolphins are bad. I know that they're trying to lose a lot of these games. Not the players. It's not like the players are tanking, but the the front office has made it clear that this is a season to be thrown away. I think the Dolphins cover, and I think they win this game. And that's because, in my opinion, the president of the shitty teams club is the Washington Redskins, and the weekly worst of last week is the Washington Redskins.
1: Yeah. I'm, I'm with you 100%. Give me the Dolphins at home to win and cover. Obviously, if they're going to win, they're going to cover. I like Miami.
0: Yeah,
1: it, it's just
0: what a shit show the yeah. the Redskins are. I, I mean, I, I'm I'm almost at a loss for words. You, you
1: hard to believe the same Redskins team that week one was up seventeen nothing on the Eagles.
0: It really is, I mean they fired Jay Gruden, who we we have long kind of known is the lesser Gruden brother, and he's probably not a good head coach, and he has a thirty five and forty nine and one record the one tie um and then he gets fired and Bill Callahan is the now the interim head coach, he replaced John Gruden as the Raiders head coach um so there's that. And then in his press conference, he goes on and says that the Redskins need to get back to running the ball. Well, they already run the ball 59% of the time on first down. That's the fourth highest mark in the NFL. They stink at running the ball. And uh, But apparently now when they're trailing by three touchdowns in the second halves of these games, well, they won't abandon the run anymore. So congratulations to them. It, it was five years, six years ago when they, they had... Kyle Shanahan, Sean McVay, and Matt LaFleur on the coaching staff. And none of them remained. And they ended up with Jay Gruden. And just a disaster.
1: Total, total shit show.
0: So, president of the shitty teams club, weekly worst for week five. You're going to lose to Miami on Sunday. (sighs) Yeah. All right. The 9.30 a.m. kickoff London game. The 3-2 and two Carolina Panthers visiting the 2-3 and three Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Carolina is a two-point favorite in London. This is also our first rematch of the year. Tampa Bay won in Carolina Week 2. That was Cam Newton's last start. Um, you know it's funny. Before the year, I wasn't sold on the idea of care you know, I I wasn't sold on three teams coming out of the NFC North. I, I I might be wrong there. I wasn't sold on San Francisco or Seattle being legit playoff contender. I might be wrong there. I wasn't sold on Dallas. I could end up being wrong there, too. But I came to the conclusion that either Carolina or Atlanta would be a team that makes the playoffs. And I settled on Atlanta, and obviously I regret it. But I'm starting to, you know, I'll admit when I'm wrong. I I think that Carolina is a team that looks like they're kind of poised to stay in there for the long run as as long as – quarterback play remains steady and you know I don't know what happens when Cam Newton is good enough to come back. But I do know that if I too much Cam is Newton on the shoulders of the quarterback, they make plays defensively. They can get to the quarterback defensively now, which they couldn't do last year, and Christian McCaffrey. My goodness, there might not be a better running back in the league than him.
1: No, I, I I was going to say, after what I see out of Christian McCaffrey, I think I think he's probably the best. I mean, the best offensive player in football. I mean, he has more yards than Gurley and Gurley and Elliott combined. He has more total yards right now than the New York Jets.
0: <laughs> I saw that. Yeah, he has the second most scrimmage yards in the first five games of an NFL season in NFL history behind only Jim Brown.
1: Not bad. Uh, no. Kyle, good football. Yep. Um, I, I like Carolina on this game.
0: Yeah, I do too. I, I I think that this line is probably just low because Tampa Bay won that first game, but those are just two different teams then. Uh, that, that's my feeling. I feel like Carolina, they're just kind of, you know, it, I, it's not necessarily the right time to peak, but it kind of feels like they're peaking right now. They they have things going. They have a formula. And, you know, Christian McCaffrey is arguably the league's MVP through five weeks. It, it, I think if it's not him, it's got to be the quarterback in this next game. The 4-1 and one Seattle Seahawks, Visiting the two and three Cleveland Browns, the Seahawks are a two point favorite on the road. If it's not Christian McCaffrey, it's gotta be Russell Wilson, right?
1: Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, we talked about this, you know, in our podcast leading up to the season, you know, we both can't talk enough about Russell Wilson and he, every week he, he proves us right. I mean, so the throw, the throw he made to Tyler Lockett last week was incredible. Oh, in the
0: corner. Jeez,
1: I mean, just incredible. Looked like he was throwing the ball away, and he ended up putting it in the perfect spot. I mean, it was a fantastic catch, but the throw was amazing. Um, he just makes plays all the time. Um, best deep ball thrower in the NFL, I, I think you could give him that that title. Um yeah. And does more with less than anybody. So, you know, Cleveland's playing desperate in this game, but I like Seattle a lot. Cleveland's offensive line is just not good. Um, I I don't know. I I wanted to pick the Browns, but I I just think Wilson's going to find way. I think Cleveland will will show up, and I think they'll play good, and I think this will be a good game. But, I think Russell Wilson will just make more plays down the stretch.
0: Yeah, he's eighth in yards passing right now, Uh, number one in touchdowns. He has no interceptions, Uh, a 73.1 completion percentage, that's second best in the league, and a 126.3 passer rating, which if it held up, and there's a lot of football left to be played, that would be the best passer rating in NFL history. Um, so yeah, I, I'm in the same boat as you. I think Cleveland will be really desperate. It's if it's not a must-win, it's pretty damn close. You know, after this game, they've got to buy, and then they go to New England in Week Eight. But they've still got Pittsburgh twice on the schedule. They've got the Bengals twice. They have Miami. They're at Arizona. Those could all be wins. And yeah. if they win all those games that they're supposed to, they're they're still in the mix, even if they drop these next two. But right. it just feels like the narrative starts changing in a really, really negative way. And it's already turning <laughs> that way. Um, because... The, the Freddie Kitchens thing—he was on trial after that Sunday Night Football debacle uh, against the Rams a couple weeks ago. And now, it—you it, know—is it time to really have the conversation about Baker Mayfield?
1: Uh, not, I mean, not yet, buddy, it, it was not—it was not a good performance last night. I could say that.
0: Okay, well, let's let's not get carried away. We won't. We'll save that conversation because it's early. I just want to point out, four touchdowns, eight interceptions, that's the most in the league, a 68.5 passer rating, which of all the quarterbacks who have at least two starts this year, that's the third worst passer rating in the league behind only Luke Falk and Josh Rosen. That seems like a problem.
1: Yeah, not good.
0: So I have the same line of thinking as you. I want Seattle. I think it is close, but this kind of feels like Seattle by 3. All right. Another good one. There there are quite a few really interesting games on the on the early Sunday schedule this week. Uh the 3 and 2 Houston Texans visiting the 4 and 1 Kansas City Chiefs. The Chiefs are a 4 point favorite. Um you know, we we kind of already covered everything Kansas City wise, but that game for Houston last week against Atlanta was the first game where Deshaun Watson was under fire all game, and as would be expected, he was excellent in that game.
1: I mean, he he's he was he was really good. Um, I, I know Atlanta's you know, basically quit, but Deshaun, Deshaun could play, and Will Fuller and, and, you know, the Andre Hopkins, and they got guys, and yep. this is an interesting game to me. I, I like them to – I think they're going to go on the road and get a win in this game. I really do. A,
0: a win? Yes. Wow. So you're betting the money line on Houston.
1: Gonna, I'd bet the money line on Houston in this game and take a shot.
0: Wow, I love it. Okay, I, I took in the City. I did need to think about it. I, I will say, I yeah, you know that I like Deshaun Watson. He's one of my guys, and it, I think it would be a crime if he never played behind an offensive line that could keep him upright. Fortunately, last week uh, against a, a very depressing Atlanta Falcons team who was returning to Houston for the first time since they blew that that 28-3 to three lead in the Super Bowl, I thought that was kind of funny. Um, he just carved him up. He carved him up. He was the first quarterback since 1986 to have a game with 400 passing yards, 40 rushing yards, and five touchdowns. Um, he, he's, he's in that Mahomes-Russell Wilson camp where it kind of feels like any throw is possible for him. Um, so I, I really need to look at this one. I, I just I went with a team that I thought was better. I think Kansas City bounces back. But I'm excited for this one. I, I I'd say bet the over. That feels safe. Yeah. All right. Another really good game. The three and two Philadelphia Eagles visiting the three and two Minnesota Vikings. The Vikings are a three-point favorite. This is a rematch of the NFC Championship game from two years ago. Both of these teams took care of business versus teams from New York City last week, and this is a really huge matchup. Again, it's week six. It's early. It's hard to say that it's a a must-win for anybody at this point in the year, but It's fair to say that this is a very big game for two teams that went into the season having Super Bowl aspirations.
1: Yeah, this is a big game, and, you know, I looked at this, and I looked and looked, and it's going to be close, and it's going to be exciting, but when it came down to it, I just had to go with the quarterback that I am more confident in, and I I think uh, we could both agree that that's Carson Wentz in this one.
0: You weren't won over by that fantastic Kirk Cousins performance against the vaunted New York Giants defense last week?
1: No, they're not quite the big blue wrecking crew anymore.
0: <laughs> he did look good. I'll give him credit. And, you know, they finally got Adam Thielen going. Dalvin Cook was fantastic. Um, is, you know, th- there's some other stuff that work with my pick here. Um, I do think it will be a very close game. I wouldn't be surprised by any outcome. I'm taking Minnesota.
1: I think this is one of your picks, though. I think this is a Sonny Giuliano special right here.
0: No, I, 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 that, that's why I said, you know, there's some other stuff at work with this pick.
1: Oh, okay.
0: I gotcha. You know, the, the, you know wink, wink?
1: Yeah, I gotcha. I gotcha. Okay. That's a- Good.
0: All right. All <laughs> right. I gotcha. You, you sift that one out, though.
1: You know, this isn't our
0: this isn't our first time doing the podcast no. picking games. No, no. The four and one New Orleans Saints visiting the two and three Jacksonville Jaguars. Another fun game. Yeah. Uh, Jacksonville, a one and a half point favorite. Like I said before, I kind of thought New Orleans would be favored coming into this one. Um, I just thought, you know, maybe with a loss. To Carolina, the the Minshew mania would would temper a little bit. The Saints' offense finally really really clicked. Bridgewater looked good. You know, fans were chanting Teddy, Taddy." Daddy. Um, I took New Orleans, and you took Jacksonville. You're, you're I, hanging I took, in there with the Jags.
1: I took Jacksonville solely on the fact of I was shocked that they were favored. Okay. I
0: mean, so. So you you looked at that line and you thought, okay, somebody knows something that I don't. Correct. That's fair. That's fair. Correct. Maybe I should have looked at it that way. Maybe that's why you're on a hot streak right now and I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you um, know they, they were they were right there in that game. They had they had four hail mary opportunities to end the game to to tie that up. Um, I wasn't super discouraged by the loss. I, I think that maybe I may have gotten carried away last week ranking Jacksonville ahead of Indy and Houston. It's really easy to say that after what happened last week with Indy and Houston. Um, right. How good that Texans offense looked and just all around what
1: Indy was able to do. I, think you're, to see that, I think you're going to see that the whole year with them four teams in yep. the, in the AFC South. Like one week you're gonna be like, oh, there's the best team, and then next week you're gonna be like, wow, was I wrong about that.
0: No, you're right. And you know, if if Jacksonville is gonna hang in there, this is kind of a win that that they'll need to get. Um and it's also some pressure on Gardner Minshew because we're we're nearing the time when when Nick Foles could be coming back. You know, it's still four or five weeks away, but, you know, you look at their schedule, they're home for New Orleans. So, you know, let's assume that you're right and they take care of business in this game. They're at Cincinnati the next week. That should be a win. They're home for the Jets in week eight. You know, I have no idea how long it takes for Sam Darnold to recover from mono. I don't know if he's going to be back at that point. If. If they're starting Luke Folk, it's gonna be a Jags win. Um, but you know, they could be they could be four and four after eight, and then a big week nine game home for Houston. And, you know, if you can go into your bye week five and four and still kinda in the mix in that division, I think it it bodes well for Minshew to keep his job for the rest of this year. Yeah. All right. Next up, the 0 and five Cincinnati Bengals visiting the three and two Baltimore Ravens. The Ravens are an eleven and a half point favorite after just squeaking out a win against Pittsburgh last week. But you know, I, I've got to you know, I gotta admit, I, I haven't been. I haven't been seeing those Ravens guys as much as I was the first two weeks of the season. Um, I, th- I think I might have to start looking for a new side piece. <laughs> I, 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 you know, I, I don't want to back out just yet. Like we talked about before, I, I still think that they're the best team in that division. That's not saying a lot, um, but you know, the, the offense has. Struggled a bit. They they lose starting safety Tony Jefferson to a torn ACL. Um, I'm not worried about this game. I, I pick them to win. I pick them to cover, but you, you know, you know, they're just we're not as close as we once were. You, you know, they'll send a text message. A Couple hours goes by before I answer.
1: Just the excitement's gone away. Yeah, you're not real sure that you want to answer anymore. You're like, eh.
0: Yeah, I it's like, know. you know, if, if I have nothing to do, if I have nothing to do, we could get together.
1: Yeah. I mean, I'm just going to tell you, I mean, it's it, it's what I thought. He's he just, they are what they are. Um, he, he's,
0: are you he's doing Denny very, Green right now?
1: He he's very inconsistent at the quarterback position. Um, their defense really isn't great. I mean, to be honest with you, they made that they made this you know Juju fumbled on a great play in overtime. And otherwise, I, I honestly thought Pittsburgh was going to win the game. I mean, Pittsburgh had so I mean, this is the ultimate slap in, in an offensive face when a team wins a toss in overtime and defers.
0: Yeah, I was going to ask you about that. That was that was interesting.
1: <laughs> you know, yeah. there
0: for a long time, there's been talk about, like, oh, you know what? I wonder what if a team would do that, if they'd defer, and if they'd try to, you know, get that stop and then play for the field goal. And nobody does it. And then all of a sudden, Tomlin does it, and it's like, oh, that's curious. This Ravens offense is supposed to be, like, really legit. And then, you know, you wouldn't think you'd do that. Against a really legit offense, but you yeah, know, yeah, that was curious. Sure was. Um, you, but you know, with that said, you have Baltimore on the ski.
1: Yeah, Cincinnati stinks.
0: Yeah, they do. Um, they they were losing that game to Arizona on their home field convincingly for about fifty seven minutes, and then they had two. Late, garbage time, touchdowns to tie it at 23 with two minutes left. It. And, you know, Arizona ended up getting the game-winning field goal at the gun. But, man, they're bad. They're a bad football team. All right. Moving on to, yeah, we're in the, the late window of afternoon games. The 4-0. Oh. San Francisco 49ers, your 49ers, your new favorite Bay Area team. <laughs> visiting? <No. laughs> are they your Are they your Kin City Chiefs?
1: Is this uh, like your your opposite
0: conference love affair?
1: No, no. Just showing them some <laughs> respect.
0: That's fair. They are visiting the three and two Los Angeles Rams, who are favored by three and a half points at home. Uh, this is the biggest show-me game of the week. Both of these teams need to show me something. The Rams all of a sudden are in danger of falling to 500 with games left on the schedule. They have Baltimore, they have Chicago, another game against Seattle, they're at Dallas, another game versus San Francisco later in the year. Um and then, you know, San Francisco, we covered it earlier. You had them number 2. I had them in a tie for 6 in my top 6. I've been down on them all year. Uh, but that like I said, this in my eyes is their first legitimate test of the year and I'm very excited to see how it plays out because they looked damn good against Cleveland last night. But this will be a different kind of sense of urgency that they are facing than it was last night. This is the defending NFC champion on their home field after they've kind of been, you know, they were embarrassed the last time they played at home. And then they go to Seattle and they they blow that game late.
1: Really outplayed the Seahawks in that game.
0: They did, and they let one go. That's why, you know, three and a half... They're a more desperate team. They're tested. I took the Rams. I'm just not ready to give up on them yet. If if San Francisco can go into L.A. and win that game, I will eat my words. I will admit I was wrong because that will be a really big-time win for a team that I'm just waiting to have a big-time win. That'll be it. Yeah,
1: I mean – I think it's going to be a close game. Um, I pick San Francisco. Not sure if they're going to win. I like them to cover. I I love, I love their fronts. I I love their defensive line. What I saw last night, man. Nick Bosa looks really good. Um, He's fantastic,
0: man. The the Rams acted their revenge against Baker Mayfield. That's for sure.
1: Yeah, I mean the Rams. Let's face it, the Rams' weakness is their old line. I mean, they, they lost their center in the offseason. They lost their best run blocker in Roger Samfold. Um, the, they're struggling up front, and the 49ers team really isn't the team you want to see when you're struggling up front. And the, the 49ers got the run game working, and, you know, it seems like Kyle Shanahan's dialing in on all the right plays right now. I think this is yeah. going to be a really fun game. I, I really do. I, I pick San Francisco. Wouldn't be surprised if it was L.A., but uh, I'm just looking forward to watching a good football game here.
0: Yeah, this this anchors a pretty so-so 4 o'clock slate of games on Sunday. Um, I'm really looking forward to this game, though. Um, well, I, I guess we could skim through the rest of these because, like I said, there's, there's not much going on here. Um the two and three Tennessee Titans visiting the one and four Denver Broncos. Denver is a two point favorite. This game's less enticing to me than the the Washington, Miami game. At least that game has like number one pick implications. The it's that game is like you know the phrase it's like a car crash, you can't look away. Yeah. Washington-Miami is like two cars going 90 miles per hour directly head-on. And then the Titans and Broncos is like two cars slowly backing into each other in a target parking lot.
1: <laughs>
0: That's how I feel about this game. I, I, like, I like Denver's car to get slightly less banged up than, than Tennessee's.
1: Yeah, I like Denver in this game too. Like you, not really much interest at all in this one, so I I guess I'll take the Broncos and hope they lose. Yeah, there you go. See you're learning.
0: Uh, it's,
1: worked good. it's worked good ever since I started doing it, the Raiders <laughs> are 2 0.
0: The three and two Dallas Cowboys visiting the zero and four New York Jets. Dallas is an eight and a half point favorite. We're still waiting word on whether Sam Darnold' if the spleen can can take being hit in a football game. I don't, don't know if he still has mono. Um, I guess with or without him, I'd be taking Dallas at eight and a half. It's, it kind of feels like the Cowboys might be the team that just blows out every team that they're supposed to blow out and then just might not beat the the other good teams on the schedule.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, at the beginning of the year everybody was saying how great they looked. I mean, that they, they beat Dallas or the, no, they are Dallas. They beat the yeah, Giants. They're
0: the Dallas Cowboys.
1: They are. And uh, you know, they beat the Giants, the Dolphins and the Redskins the first three weeks. I mean, last two weeks they've played Saints and Packers, have not fared well at all. Um, Packers totally dominated that game last week. Um, I I like Dallas in this one, but like you said, I I just think they're a team that are going to win the games they should and and the games they shouldn't, or the the better teams they play, I think you're going to see their true colors.
0: Well, the big question is, okay, if they take care of business against New York, week seven, Sunday night football, they host Philadelphia. Yeah. And the question is, is that a game that they should win, or is that a game that Philadelphia goes into Dallas and and can get a very big NFC East win? And, uh, you know, we, we don't need to answer that right now, but that's something to look ahead to. Right in the week seven. Um, the one and four Atlanta Falcons, my God, this is a bad football game uh at the one, three and one Arizona Cardinals, Atlanta is a two and a half point favorite um, again, you know kind of the same as Washington. I'm not sure that they should be favored on the road against anybody
1: no, um you and know I don't know. At least, at least, at least Arizona's trying. Atlanta yeah. doesn't try. Like Atlanta should win this game. They're a better team. But they're not gonna. Arizona's gonna win this game.
0: Yeah, I'm with you. I, I took the Cardinals and I felt good about it. You don't say that every week. No. Nope. I, that, that's actually the first time I said that this year. <laughs> All right, Sunday Night Football. Wait, what were you going to say? I said probably the last, too. It might be. Sunday Night Football. The one and four Pittsburgh Steelers visiting the two and three Los Angeles Chargers. The Chargers are a a six-and-a-half-point favorite. Frankly, I'm a little happy that this is kind of a bummer of a Sunday Night Football game. Um... The Succession season two finale is Sunday night, and I'll be happily locked into that instead of Pittsburgh, L.A. You haven't watched Succession yet, have you? No, I have not. Do you guys not have HBO right now? No, we do. Oh. Oh, you need to watch Succession then. i will give it a try. Oh, it's fantastic. I'm so excited for the season finale. Um, I, I will not say another word. I won't spoil it for you. This is, oh, man. I, if you do end up watching Succession, we're going to, we'll just bunch all of the bad football games into into a category, and we'll just run through our picks, and then we'll devote that time to talking about Succession. Um <laughs> I've got the Chargers in this game. I, I seriously doubt that Mason Rudolph is going to be playing. Uh, that was a really scary play.
1: Yeah, that was probably the scariest thing I've seen watching a football game. I mean, that yeah, got a the, little, that was that was a little uncomfortable. I mean, yeah, was, the,
0: the last time I felt as concerned about a player's well-being. Was the Kevin Kevin Everett play like 15 years ago?
1: Yeah, I mean, mine was probably a few years ago when it was, you know, the Steelers again with Ryan Shazier. But oh, true,
0: yeah, yeah, yep.
1: That was that was kind of the same feeling. Yeah, but this this wasn't good. I mean, the Steelers just not a very good team. Down to their third quarterback. Chargers look terrible, but they're at home and. I'm going to take
0: them. You know what, though? We need to, we need to put home in quotation marks because
1: yeah, that's really
0: 80% a... Broncos fans, and it will be worse for Pittsburgh. Yes. yes. That will be a home game for the Steelers. Yes, it will. Um, even still, I, I can't put my faith in Devlin Hodges. Um, one of the rare cases where, you know, you and I watch a good amount of college football. And a lot of times we joke if, you know, a third stringer comes in, it's like, oh, I didn't even know who that guy was. You make that joke. But, you know, for the most part, we've heard of these guys. Maybe we didn't know that they were on the roster. Like, I didn't know that Luke Falk was going to be the Jets' third quarterback, but I knew that he played at Washington State. I was not up to date on who the quarterback was at at Stamford. College, university, I, I don't are they a technical school? I, I don't know what Sanford Samford is. Um yeah. so I did not know who Devlin Hodges was.
1: No, I never heard of him before the other day.
0: Nope. So I took the Chargers. Uh Monday Night Football, this is a good one. We get in we picked on a good note. The two one and one Detroit Lions visiting the 4-1 and one Green Bay Packers. Green Bay is a 4.5 point favorite. Detroit coming in off a bye and a very near victory against Kansas City two weeks ago. Um, this is another really good show-me game on, on the slate. Uh, you know, we both we both sang Detroit's praises last week in our PowerPoll episode. And you know, now this is another big test. They they pushed Kansas City to the brink. And that's fine, that's great. You know, we you know, we we both agreed that they kinda of legitimized themselves with, with that game. But narrow losses has only take you so far. And, you know, now if they're gonna to want to compete in the NFC North, getting a, a road win in Lambeau on Monday night football would be a hell of a way to start. They sure would.
1: Um with that you know, I I, <clears throat> I like the Packers. But what I like the most in this game is the under. I think this is going to be a, a low-scoring game. I like both these defenses.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yep, I'm with you. I, I think low-scoring. I think it's close. That, that was kind of the only reason why I I gave pause to picking Green Bay in this game. Um, just because I felt like it was going to be low-scoring. You know, it, it could be it could be 17 to 13, and then you know Detroit covers that four and a half. It could be 20 to 16, and they cover it. You know, there are a lot of scoring combinations that are in play where they'd be covering that four-and-a-half-point line. Um, but I, I just have, you know, it, it's one of those things where if you don't think the team could win, you you shouldn't pick them. And that's kind of how I felt. I feel like Green Bay is going to win this game. I think it could be close, but I think ultimately – Uh, you're kind of getting good value with them at four and a half. I agree. All right, so let's see. We have Rams 49ers different. We have Saints and Jaguars different. We have Minnesota Philadelphia different. We have Kansas City and Houston different. And that's it. We have four games different. For the record right now, um, I am still ahead three weeks to two. I am 39, 38, and one on the year. You are 38, 39, and one. So you're one game behind in the overall standings. You're one week behind in the weekly standings. We have a tight race, my friend.
1: I guess so coming down we're going to come down to the wire.
0: I have a feeling it will. Uh give us a scoop on Notre Dame this week. Uh
1: we play home, uh homecoming, uh 5 and all, uh little little uh inf- piece of information for you. Um right now we have we are the highest scoring team in all of section 5. Wow. We have the fantastic multiple- we have the most points scored on any team in Section Five.
0: Very well done. I'm so happy for you guys.
1: Uh, uh, boy, boys are playing really good. I mean, they, they're just you know good, good group. They're fantastic football team. Um, you know, we play home against Canisio. They're four and one. Uh, they lost their first game the other night. They gave up a lot of yards rushing, which is a bad a bad uh formula if if you wanna beat us you you really go on and give up a lot of yard rushing because we 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 got a few guys that could run the football so um
0: I can vouch I, for that.
1: I I I mean, you know, Jed Reese went over a thousand yards last week in five games. I mean any you know it's pretty easy math He's getting over two hundred a game. So I mean big big shout out to, to him uh, to our offensive line, to our quarterback who, who's done a fantastic job and you know all the guys, all the guys have done just a great job and you know these next two games are big. We we play Kansas Steel 4 and 1 and then we got a showdown uh week 7 with Alexander and uh they're undefeated as well. So um, that game doesn't matter unless we win this week. So we got to go we got to go uh take care of business this week. And, yep. and I think we will. I think our uh, I think our kid I think our kids know what what's uh, what our goal is. So we're excited to play.
0: I'm excited to watch that game will be on Facebook, correct? I believe it will. Yes. Fantastic. I will be tuned in. Uh, best of luck to Notre Dame. Best of luck to the Florida Gators. Another big test.
1: On Saturday, visiting LSU. They're in the gauntlet right, right now. Played Auburn, got LSU, got Georgia coming up. I mean, life tough in the season. SEC. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's not easy. It's not easy, mm-hmm. but uh, they're pretty. They they they're pretty good. I mean, they they. Yeah. You know, a lot a lot of people. I mean, they. I mean, I, last week when Tim Tebow picked against them, I was like, wow. Uh, now we're now we're getting to a whole different level here but got a big one it was a big one for sure
0: for sure well best of luck to your irish to your gators your raiders are on a bye and as always best of luck to uh to you and our picks we will we'll see where things stand as we head into week 7 next week at I, this time
1: I'd just like to say one more thing. If the season ended right now, the Raiders would be the six seed. Just saying. Yeah, they would. Uh, so playoffs. We could quickly
0: run through this. Playoff teams right now would be New England, Kansas City, uh, Houston or Indy. Who has the bye?
1: It's Houston. It's Houston. Houston? It would. The Raiders would be playing. Uh, the Raiders will be playing in Houston.
0: Yeah, okay. So, yeah, uh, then Baltimore winning the AFC North. Um, yeah. Buffalo, the, the Bills. The Bills yeah. are on a bye. We didn't even really talk about them. Uh, they got a road win last week against Tennessee. That defense is legit. Yeah. You know, it, it, the, there's not much to say about the Titans' offense, but they're just consistently playing really, really good defense.
1: Um wow.
0: And then, yeah, your Raiders are, are number six in the AFC. And then NFC, it would be, gosh, I don't know what the tiebreakers off the top of my head, but it would be San Francisco. Uh, Green Bay. Green Bay, New Orleans. Dallas, Philadelphia, d- depending on where you want to go. Seattle would get a wild card. And um, Rams are in the mix at 3-2. and two. Bears are in the mix. Rams would be in right
1: now. I saw a fake earlier, the Rams wouldn't be in, but long way to go, but, you know, I'm just just happy, you know, the Raiders went on the road, beat the Colts, went to London, beat the Bears, I mean, that's two good wins in a row, so, now they got to buy, and they get to go to Lambeau, and then they get to go to Houston, so, the the road, the road test continues, so.
0: Well, I'll, uh, I'll definitely be pulling for your Raiders next week against Green Bay, that'll, (laughs) <laughs> That'll be one that I keep a watchful eye on, but we'll talk more about that next week, buddy. Uh, take care. Have a good night. We will. Um, we'll be talking all over the weekend. Absolutely. I'm sure of it. All right, pal. Have a good one. Have a good one. You too. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.